0: that I love very, very much, and you you are going to be blessed tonight, I promise you that. Praise the Lord. Hey, if I could have all my friends, my minister friends that would stand quickly, all of you that are in the house, praise God. Brother Metlin, good to see you, Kenny. God bless you. Hallelujah. Good Good to have my friends. Praise the Lord. I want to just let you know for you and your family, we have a meal prepared for you after service. We want you to be a part of that. Good to see my neighbor, Brother Rally. We love him very, very much. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's a great man. Hallelujah. I appreciate him. He's a DeVillian too. That's exactly what he is. I know. I live in DeVille myself. All my friends here, praise God and- Uh, Brother Spell, my dear friend, I'm telling you what, aren't you thankful we got Amendment 2 passed? That's the Tony Tony Spell Amendment. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah about that. Praise God. And I'll tell you something else. We never stopped having church either. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. There's some other men in this church that made up your mind. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve Him. Praise God. Bunch of sinner mess. Praise God. Hallelujah. Walmart stays open, but church is not essential. They don't know what an apostolic knows, I'll tell you that. Praise God. We know where our food comes from, we know where the living water is, we know where we get our groceries spiritually. Somebody ought to shout, Hallelujah. Praise God, anyhow. And uh, I have, a, a hopefully, a, an exciting announcement tomorrow for all of our Truthway family. And thank you for all of you that are here. Praise God. And we do have a meal for you tomorrow. Now, there will be food trucks. I think that's ancillary stuff. But we're going to feed you after church tomorrow. So, you know what? If you want to fast between now and then, go ahead. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can eat extra. We'll get, give you two plates at least. Hallelujah, it's good to see all of my friends here tonight And family and some surprises, praise God uh, Brother Aaron Dunn is here, I love him very, very much Brother Townley, God bless you, my neighbor and friend, hallelujah and, uh, Brother Dunn and I have a very unique relationship Very unique, hallelujah uh, I am a, uh, so I do have a legitimate doctor You can call me anything you want to but uh, I, am, I have a legitimate doctorate, and, uh, and I teach online courses. And in one particular course, uh, I was going to turn the course down because uh, it started out there were three students, only three. I said, Yeah, you know what? And then it turned down. It just was one student, just one. And uh, th- they approached me about teaching that course, and I said, you know what? it's not, it's not a capstone project. It's not their finishing. And I would do that for one student, but I said, just for one student. And, uh, the, the counselor says, you know what, brother Merritt, I think you need to really pray about this. I think you should take this class with that one student. And that one student was Aaron Dunn. And uh, Aaron Dunn had, let me just tell you his story. And then And then we're going to move on to the preaching and looking forward to that. And I'll tell you about the preacher that's coming. Uh, But that one student was Brother Dunn. And Brother Dunn had assisted his pastor and his pastor had failed. And he was thrust into the pastoral role. And it was a very uh, formative time for him. I think at that time that he was pushed into the, the role of the pastor, he'd only preached twice. Two services, just that's it. That was the extent of his preaching. I will tell you that this young man is going to be one of the greatest men in the apostolic faith. Trust me, trust me. And I got to make a good connection with him, and, and he considers me a, an elder. Actually, I'm just older. In fact, Brother Cox called me an old man in the camp meeting this last week. He sure did. Praise God, and I, I are one. Hallelujah. But I'm glad that he is here, and uh, glad for all the ministering brethren, and we love and appreciate you very, very much. And all the truth wears. Uh, we've got a lot of stories just like Brother Wagner. Um, we got a lot of successes in this church. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah! Hey, it's time to get that poor man's spirit off of these churches. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah! Honey, we're not we're not the tail; we're the head. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout. I'm telling somebody in here, you've got greater blessings. God has bigger stuff for you than you can even imagine. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah about that. Praise God. All right. Glory to God. God is good. And uh, the man that's coming uh, to our pulpit. Can I sing? Can I? All right. I was a 28-year-old lost policeman. And uh, and I came into a church. An apostolic church and I'd never been in this kind of faith. I just I needed I needed help. I'd been going to churches and I was sick of Christianity that had no power. That called me a brother when I was a sinner and I was lost. That they were more worried about TVs and cameras and makeup and wigs. And wearing a Rolex watch. Y'all don't. Well, hallelujah. That's trying to slip around the apostolic faith too. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah about that. Praise God. And, and I, I, I said, there has to be more to it. And I stumbled into an apostolic church and uh, a broken young man. And I looked like, I looked good. I looked right. I was a pillar of the community. I was a police officer. But I was lost as I could be. And Jesus came and set me free. I'm going to tell you what, I don't take this heritage. Now, there's a lot of multiple generations of Pentecost in here. You better not forget where you came from. If you had a praying mama or a praying daddy or a grandma or a grandpa, you ought to get up and give God praise and say, God, don't let me lose my heritage. Don't let me lose my heritage. Somebody shout hallelujah. Praise God. In fact, if you're a multiple generation of Pentecost, you ought to be shouting louder than everybody else in here. Hallelujah. Some of you just need a kickstart like an old Harley. Well, praise God, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hallelujah. But the Lord came to my rescue. Hallelujah. Can can we sing that? You want to play it or Daniel wants to play it? Thank you, Brother Nayland, for helping us. Brother Riddick. God bless y'all. Let's lift our hands and let's love the Lord. This, this little song may not mean anything to you, but it means a lot to me. Hallelujah. Because the Lord has helped me. He's been good to me. Every time I come to church or one of our churches... And I see how blessed our people are. You know what? We have problems. You're going to have struggles. But I'm going to tell you, if you're living for God, you're going to overcome your struggles and your problems. Somebody say amen. Praise God. Your, your worst day living for God will beat your best day living for the devil. Somebody ought to say amen about that. Hallelujah. You are The source of life I can't be left behind Love the Lord. He's good. My God's good. All right. Hallelujah. In, uh, in the year 2001, I was in revival in South Louisiana. There was a military base there. Uh, in fact, there's a Marine base down there in that area of the world. And in that revival, the Lord moved on me and I'd, uh, I prophesied, I said that, we'll have 200 people receive the Holy Ghost in this revival before the year's out. And in that revival on New Year's Eve, the 200th person received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And, well, somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, you know what? If we get the watered down Pentecost out of central Louisiana... We'd have that kind of revival around here. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Praise God. We need more more apostolic churches, not less. Sick of them. They look like the world. They act like the world. They run like the world. They smell like it. Praise God. Bearded men. Y'all quiet. That's all right. They dress like street walkers. Well, somebody ought to shout hallelujah! You don't like that? That's the truth, anyway. Yeah. Praise God! And in that revival, a young marine came to that revival and was a part of that. And uh, and he was he was kind of like my prayer partner. And uh, and his his pastor at that time let him come and spend time with me. And he came and he asked me a lot of questions. And and later on, he felt a call on his life, and he did. Then he was just trying to find the will of God. And the call manifested, and, and I got a call from him, and he came and was with me six years. Six, five, and five, and uh, assisted me, and he's a great administrator, and he's a great man of God. He also has a doctorate. Now that, I know that don't mean nothing to you, but you try to do it yourself, see what happens. Praise God. In fact, I have, I have a book. If you want it, I've got plenty of them, yeah. Get it and read it. In fact, it's about Brother Spells' church. Uh, it, uh, he, he was the he was the sub, his church was the subject of my doctorate, and uh, Brother Sam Stegall, who I love like a son, and uh, and uh, he's now got a great pastor, Brother Townley, and Brother Townley. And I knew this. Brother Stegall took so much of me on that it was not good for him. And he came he he came back a little broken. And, and I just I told him I said you know what you need something that I'm not giving you and God led him to Brother Townley and Brother Townley has, has rounded him out and done a wonderful job but I, I want you to know that, uh, that uh, I, I love him like he's my very own I love his family I've known him and Sister Ashley since 2001 she was dating the pastor's son I'm glad she got a man of God well, somebody, <laughs> I can be mean because I'm at home. Hallelujah! but She got one, and he's a businessman. He's got a great church uh, up in South Carolina, Beaufort, South Carolina. I am pleased with him. I am Holy Ghost proud of him. He's going to come. He's going to bring us. Something. He's a great preacher. You're going. You're in for a treat, brother Sam call my son of the Lord. Hallelujah. We know He has a word for us, but we got a word for Him. We want you to come, and truthfully, we want you to preach the word. Come preach to us.
1: Why don't we clap our hands unto the Lord here this evening? Come on, we can do a little better than that. Come on, why don't you put a shout with it? Come on, He is worthy today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated for a few moments. What an honor it is to be here to celebrate 20th pastoral anniversary of Bishop Merritt. He's already made mention, met him well over 20 years ago, just a young Marine. And in 2007, my wife, no kids at the time, we moved here to this city. I'm just part of this church driving around today just a lot of memories it's been probably 10 years since i've been back seems like all roads lead the truth way felt good the service was starting tonight i just remembered being a young man in this church and i was just sitting back there where brother brian's sitting right now thinking still got the same feel Still got the same look. Still serving the same God. Don't see anything that's changed. I've been to some churches, you go back and it's a little different than it used to be. And that's a testament to the bishop. And I give high honor tonight to Bishop Tim Merritt. may be seated. I've said this publicly. I've said this privately. There is no man alive that has had more influence in my life than Brother Merritt. I love my father. I have men in my life. But nobody's fingerprints are more prevalent in my life than Bishop Tim Merritt's. If I make a mess tonight, it's my fault. But if I do well tonight... Thank you. Amen. I give honor to this great church. Appreciate his children, Deanne and Whitney. They're not children anymore, though. They've grown up to be great people. I think they married good husbands. I'll leave that to him. Okay, they did. They're good. Okay, they're good. Excellent. Glad we got that. out. I was worried about it. All right. All right. All right. They're good men. Good kids. I, g- grandkids. Good. Excellent grandkids. He I'm glad for that. I was worried. I was nervous. I know he's the disciplinarian and, uh, he wouldn't be till Meredith. If he wasn't Amen. So glad to see all that's going on in, it's not just Pineville anymore. It's, it's all this area. There's a little truth ways everywhere spreading out. amen. We're thankful for that. Looking forward to hearing Brother Spell tomorrow night, and I hate I'm going to miss Brother Chisholm on Sunday. Brother Chisholm is a fantastic preacher. He preached my second year anniversary. First revival I ever preached was in Ragley, Louisiana. Oh yeah, got fussed at a little bit, but that's okay, it's another story. <laughs> but I love Brother and Sister Chisholm so very much, appreciate them, it's good to have Pastor Townley here, thank you for being here. All the other ministers, thank you for being here. I do want to say a very special hello to Brother Josh and Brother Kobe, and Brother Kenny back there, we were like the four amigos back in the day. It's so good to be in church with them. Of course, it's good to have my wife and kids with us as well today. And uh, I know some of you came to hear Brother Booker. And the bad news is you don't get to hear Brother Booker. The good news is I preach about a fourth the length of time that Brother Booker preaches. And so there's a silver lining in all of that is that we won't be here all night. Amen. No, I do love the elder. If you have your Bibles tonight, if you would stand with me reading from the book of Exodus chapter number 10. There's very few places I would rather be tonight, but there's a lot of things I'd rather be doing. But here it is, it seems to be my lot, the assignment to preach this service, and I don't take it lightly, and if nothing else happens, I want God to move mightily. I would that every individual in this house would feel the presence of God move on your life tonight. Amen. Exodus chapter 10, verse 21, if you have that, would you say, praise the Lord? Exodus 10, verse 21, and the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness. Everybody say thick darkness. Thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. It was so thick, verse 23 tells us, they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But then the Bible says this, but all the children of Israel had light, in their dwellings in Egypt it was dark but down there in Goshen they still had the lights on amen with the help of God tonight I want to preach to the best of my ability simply this thought a place of light a place of light I want God to help us tonight I want God to talk to us tonight come on put your Bibles down lift your hands lift your voice Come on, somebody pray right now. We want to hear from heaven. Come on, I want to hear what God says today. I I want to hear from heaven tonight. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and pray. Talk to me, Jesus. Come on, help me in this house tonight, God. Come on, I'm praying that every heart would be opened, every mind would be opened. God, open my ears tonight. Let me hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. Come on, I want to hear what the Spirit's saying tonight. I want to hear what God's saying tonight. In the name of Jesus, let the will of God be done in this house. And I give you all the praise. And somebody say, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for standing so long. You may be seated this evening. Amen. Exodus records the story of Israel's deliverance out of the land of Egypt, It is the story not just of their deliverance, but it is also the story of their formation. Amen. If you're like me and you recognize that one day I was lost, but now I've been found. Amen. I can relate that God really does know how to pull us out of the clutches of sin amen if you've got a testimony that I was undone and I I was lost without God and my my life was a downward spiral but but like brother Joshua's already said brother Wagner's already said uh, when I came into a place like this uh, amen there was something about the presence of God uh, that made all the difference uh, in my life Uh, amen it's not just Israel's story it's not just an Old Testament book of writings uh, but it's my story tonight amen and if you've got the holy ghost it's your story tonight amen that's why it ought not take too much to cause you to get up out of the chair and lift up your voice and lift up your hands and give god some high praise amen can I preach a little bit on a Thursday night uh, that God still knows how to reach down in the clutches of sin uh, and pull individuals out? Uh, that God still does? He's still in the saving uh, business. Uh, amen. God is very interested, be seated. Uh, amen. In humanity. Amen. He is still very much aware. Uh, Hey amen that there are people that their whole trajectory in life uh, is on this downward spiral uh, hey amen and it's not the will of God the Bible says uh, that any should perish uh, but it's his will uh, that all should come unto repentance uh, hey amen I want to preach to you a little bit tonight uh, that he still does know how uh, to reach down and pull out the alcoholic uh, and he does know how to reach down uh, and deliver the addict uh, he he does know how uh, to reach into the clutches uh, of what hell says is theirs uh, and say that's not mine uh, that doesn't belong to the adversary uh, any longer uh, but he knows how to set the captive free amen that's my story uh, amen in our scripture text tonight uh, Eight times preceding this, uh, the the Bible lets me know that God uh, had given Moses a word uh, to take to Pharaoh. Uh, hey, Amen. This wasn't the first time it's happened in our reading, uh, but eight previous times, uh, hey, Amen. Moses has stood there in the presence in Pharaoh uh, and said, "I've got a word from God uh, for you, uh, and this is the word for you. Uh, let my people." Amen. It's still the will of God uh, that you would be free. Amen. It's still the will of God. uh, Amen. That his people, uh, they would not be in bondage. Uh, Amen. God's plan uh, is that you, I'm talking to you tonight. uh, God's plan is that you uh, would have liberty and freedom uh, in the Holy Ghost. uh, That you would have freedom from sin. uh, Freedom from addiction. uh, Freedom from depression. uh, Freedom from pornography. Uh, freedom from the clutches of sin uh, It is the will of God Amen From Genesis to Revelation uh, The plan is the same uh, That God is interested uh, In moving on lost humanity And bringing them to a place uh, Where they can be with the presence uh, Of all uh, mighty God Amen Bible lets me know Be seated uh, That when they were lost in Egypt Amen. They were undone in Egypt. They were lost in Egypt amen but even in great despair amen God did not forget about them he told them said you may be strangers here for a season but there's coming a day that you're not going to stay here in Egypt there's coming a day you're going to get up and you're going to get out of here and the Bible says this Exodus chapter 3 verse number 7 it says that God heard the cry of his people amen there's something that still moves the heart of God when somebody that's lost and they know they're lost but they don't want to stay lost and they begin to cry out I'll tell you what honey it'll get God's attention hey man it could happen on a Thursday night that if you'll lift up your voice and you'll cry out he will come to where you are <laughs> praise God the problem Is that the adversary doesn't want to let God's people go. Amen. Pharaoh doesn't want to let them go. God's saying, I want them out of there. And Pharaoh's saying, oh, no, they can't leave this place. And so there's this pull back and forth between pharaoh and god and God saying it's the will of god for them not to be bound up and pharaoh's saying oh no i want to keep them right here hey, i'm gonna tell you something the devil would love to keep you in sin but god would love to bring you out amen Eight times already in our scripture text, uh, uh, preceding my reading tonight, uh, amen, eight times uh, Moses has gone to Pharaoh uh, with the same message, let my people go, and eight times uh, Pharaoh has refused uh, to allow the people of God to leave uh, the land of Egypt, Uh, and so here we get to my text, uh, amen, it is the ninth Time that Moses uh, is going to talk to Pharaoh. Uh, amen. It is the last judgment. Uh, amen. That is about to come. Uh, amen. Before that final judgment comes. Uh, and the Bible says this, uh, that God told Moses, he said, Moses, uh, I want you to stretch forth thy hand uh, toward heaven, that there be darkness uh, over the land of Egypt, uh, even a darkness that may uh, be felt. That's dark. So dark you can feel it. Bible says that Moses stretched his hand toward heaven and there, there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. It covered everything. It was, it was everywhere in the land of Egypt. It was so dark. The Bible says this, uh, that the people of Egypt, uh, they could not see one another. They're in their houses, Brother Chisholm, and they're they're trying to grope around. Is, Is that you? And they can't even see each other is a darkness that that you can feel it's a darkness uh, that is a thick darkness Uh, amen it's a darkness that would confuse uh, the sense of direction it's a darkness uh, that you wouldn't know where you were you can't really do anything Uh, they couldn't walk outside they couldn't go down the street Uh, they couldn't go to walmart Uh, they couldn't leave their house Uh, it was so dark in the land of egypt Uh, it was a darkness uh, that you could feel amen anybody ever been in the dark now, I hate daylight savings time. It's dark now. Anybody been in the real dark? I'm talking somewhere where there's zero light. No light. Amen. Earlier this year, I was on the other side of the world. And uh, I, went, I went scuba diving with a buddy of mine. And uh, we, we, we got jumped in the water about 4 o'clock p.m. And it was sunny outside. And we, we dove for a little bit and went down about 100 foot or so. And it was beautiful. We got to see all kinds of fish. And, it was, it was a good time. And so we got up and went and ate dinner. And then it got to be about 9 o'clock. And he said, let's go do it again. And so we get in a boat. And we go out. And it's pitch black. It's dark. Moon's not really out. It's raining a little bit. And him and I jumped in the water. Pitch black. And the guy we were diving with, he said, we're going to take it easy. We're just going to go down. We're not going to go down too deep about five minutes later i'm looking at my gauge and we're down about 100 foot and it's dark and i've been diving a lot not i'm not afraid underwater and uh it was it was it was a little creepy and and i got a flashlight and i know bishop loves flashlights i got a flashlight that i shot about a mile and that's what i carry with me when i go underwater i mean it's like a million lumens and and we went down about hundred foot, and we're looking at this wall of coral reef, and there's there's octopus, and there's all these things, and but behind me it's just sand, and it goes down. And I, I remember I remember diving, looking at that wall, and I'm looking at stuff, and I remember turning around and shining my light, and it seemed like my light disappeared in about two foot in front of me, and I got chilled a little bit, and I thought, come on, stick, I'll just look at the wall. Don't look behind you. Don't. Look. It's a darkness that can be felt. It was so dark in Egypt uh, that it would cause fear to fall on them. It's so dark in Egypt that they don't know what time it is. They they don't know whether it's daytime, whether it's nighttime. Uh, they they don't know what's going on. Uh, it's just a. Uh, a darkness that is unrelenting. Uh, It's a darkness that would cause them to have to grope around the house uh, like a blind man trying to find uh, their way. Uh, Amen. It was dark uh, in the land of Egypt. uh, But the Bible tells me this, uh, said that the children of Israel, uh, they had light uh, in their dwellings. Uh, Amen. Can I preach a little bit on a Thursday? Uh, You cannot convince me uh, that this present world that we live in, uh, 2023 uh, is in a world uh, that is defined uh, by a darkness. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. I love this. God bless America. Uh, amen. I'm proud to be in America. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, America uh, is living in darkness. Uh, it's noticeable uh, day by day by day. Uh, amen. It's worse now uh, than it was last year. And uh, amen. I thought it was bad four years ago. Uh, amen. But we're living in an hour and a day today uh, that it is worse than it's ever been it's a place of darkness i don't want to get ahead of myself but thank god in a world that is defined by darkness there is still a place where the light shines come on you may be seated this evening Hey Amen. We live in a day uh, where it seems like to me, uh, hey Amen. There's no going back uh, in our world. It's not getting better. Uh, in fact, it's getting worse uh, year after year after year. Uh, hey Amen. And I know I'm not I'm not talking about anybody, but but I know there's been generations before us uh, that have looked at the signs of the time uh, and said that we are surely living uh, in the last day. Uh, hey Amen. But. Generations Generations have passed, but I'm going to tell you in 2023, I'm looking around saying, my God, can it last much longer? My God, can can we hold on any longer? Amen. Can this world, amen, our world is on fire. We're living in a day that we live in the moment where we're seeing prophecy fulfilled in our very eyes. Amen. There's things going on in our world, in our own backyards, amen, that are causing me to pause and to look to the sky for my redemption, which I know does draw nigh. Amen. It was Paul that took up his pen, and uh, amen, he found a young man, a young protege, uh, amen, Timothy, uh, amen, and he began to write unto this young preacher of the gospel, uh, and Paul said, Timothy, I want to warn you about some things, he said, this know also, uh, that in the last days, uh, perilous times uh, shall uh, come, amen, that's a long time ago written. Timothy probably walked all through his day looking around. I'm seeing this and seeing that. And Paul's saying, this is the warning. This this is what's going on. This is what's going to happen. Amen. And Timothy's probably in his day. Thousands of years removed from this day. Looking around saying, I can see the evidence of the times. Amen. But we're living in a day where it's more real to us than it's been to any generation uh, that's come before us. Uh, Amen. Paul said in that day uh, it's going to be a day when men shall be lovers of their own selves. Uh, Amen. You can't convince me uh, that in our conceited country that we live in uh, it's all about me. Uh, It's all about how I can get above my brother uh, and above my neighbor. Uh, Amen. It's not about anybody uh, but what can I get out of this? Uh, We live in a day that is defined by individuals uh, that I'll, cry, I'll step on who i got to step on. I'll lie on who i got to lie about as long as I can get mine. That's the day we're living in. Lovers of their own self. Amen. They're, they're covetous. They're boasters. They're proud. Don't have to preach too much on being proud. Amen. It's got a whole new meaning in 23 than it did in 1990. Amen. Now it's loud and proud. And you're going to accept it or we're going to shove it down your throats. That's the word we're living in a dark I'm telling you, we're living in a world that is defined. The darkness is so thick. They're walking around and they don't even know what they're saying. They don't even know what they're doing. They don't know what's going on and they're proud about it. Amen. And they know they'll never convince me, and they know they'll never convince the bishop. And so they put it in our kids, and they put it in the grandkids, saying, If I can't get the elder, I'll get the next generation. It'll be acceptable. Come on, that's the darkness we're living in. There better be a place of light in the middle of the darkness. There better be somewhere in the world where individuals can come in and say, My God, it's not like they told me it was. There's a place of light. Hey Amen. It's in your face, hey Amen. I saw a little picture not too long ago. I'm preaching from a R.L. Allen Bible. I saw a couple of them on this platform. Before there was an Allen, there was a Cambridge. Used to make the best Bible you can make, Cambridge. I saw a picture by the Spell, largest Bible publishers, United Kingdom Cambridge Bible. I saw the entrance. To the place they make the Bibles. United Kingdom. And above the door going in. Was their rainbow flag. Just saw it. Bible publishers. We're not just getting it. From the secular world. It's not just coming. uh, From the world. It's coming from. Now we got entire movements of. Christianity that are, that are voting. Are we going to allow homosexual pastors in our movement? Are we going to allow this in our churches? Are we going to, to marry two men that want to get married? Or two women that want get... to... It's not just the world that's in darkness. But the religious world. is darkness there. Proud. Sit out Unthankful. Unthankful. Man, we live in a world where nobody knows how to say thank you. Instead of that, is you owe me, you owe me. We don't owe you nothing. They're unthankful. I'm skipping around a little bit. They're without natural affection. They're without natural affection. Amen. Now it's not just the homosexuals we deal with. Is this okay? I'm sure it is. I know where I'm at. If you don't like it, the people love you they love me. Without natural affection. Now we deal with the whole trans community. And what are we going to do? We can't be offensive. Oh, we can't. We we can't be. We're going to offend somebody. I read even just not even two hours ago on the official page of our United States White House where our current president says the trans community is made in the image of God that's their official statement I read it not two hours ago it's darkness darkness you can't convince me, uh, amen, uh, that the world uh, is not living uh, in darkness. Uh, the Bible talks about those, uh, amen, Paul warned uh, about those that despisers of those uh, that are good. Uh, amen, can I tell you uh, that you and I were the most hated group of individuals uh, in America today, around the world today. Uh, we're the Amen everybody used to want to be a christian but now it's cool to hate christians now it's cool to make fun of christians now the world we live in is a world of darkness amen the bible talks about the being lovers of pleasures more than lovers of god it talks about having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof amen I wondered why it was so easy for them to make the golden calf. And when Moses and Joshua comes down, Joshua said, I hear the sound. Amen. Music and singing. Amen. What's going on down there? I'll tell you what's going on. All of Israel, they're worshiping this golden calf. Why? Because it's easy to worship a God that doesn't require anything. It's easy to worship a God. Amen. But a God that doesn't require anything can't give light because in him is life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended (laughs) it. Having a form of godliness. Amen. Here's one for you. Always learning but never coming to the knowledge of truth. Amen. Sit down, sit down. I listened to a little Dave Ramsey clip the other day. And, and he, was, he was talking to somebody that made $350,000 a year. And he had so much debt and so many car payments. And he made a statement. He said, you're the richest poor man I've ever seen. Amen. We live in a world where everybody's so educated. But they're the smartest dumb people I've ever been around. They know everything about everything except truth. They know about this and about that and about this and about that. But they don't know who Jesus is. They don't understand the Godhead. They don't understand the necessity of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen, Paul. Amen. He was warning them uh, that this is what's coming. This is what's going to happen. At the end of it all, perilous times uh, are going to come. And you and I are living in the day. Uh, Amen. Uh, It's a day of darkness. Uh, Amen. It is a day. Uh, Amen. The darkness is so thick. Uh, It can be seen on every side. Uh, You can feel it everywhere you go. Uh, You can feel it encroaching on you. Uh, Amen. It is a dark world. Uh, Amen. But thank God when I walked in this building tonight. Uh, Amen the darkness that's in the world I didn't feel that in this place amen the heaviness that comes with the world when I walked in the doors tonight the heaviness left amen the darkness amen the Bible says it like this the children of Israel they had light in their dwellings this is a different kind of place this isn't like every other place you go to it's not like the grocery store it's not like the Walmart it's not like the job site when you walk Into this place, it is a place of light. If something gets lost in your house, what do you do? You don't cut the lights out, you cut the lights on. Amen. You want to be found, thank God you're in the right place at the right time because this house is a place of light. But I am convinced, be seated. I'm convinced, amen, that the greatest threat to the church isn't the darkness on the outside. It's not the darkness that comes from the world. The greatest threat is the darkness that encroaches in the church. And if we're not careful will buy into the same lies that the world has been peddling we're not careful we'll buy uh, amen into this idea that that we've got to get along with everybody else and uh, amen we need to fit in with everybody else Uh, amen we've got to somehow uh, amen be be accepted by everybody else Uh, amen can I tell you uh, that you weren't called to be accepted Uh, you were called to be peculiar Uh, amen you were called uh, you're called out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light Uh, you weren't called to fit in you wouldn't call it to look like everybody else. We're the ecclesia, we are the elect of God, amen. We are a separated people, amen. We're not like everybody else, amen. The battle is keeping the darkness out of the church, amen. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, amen, we'll watch the lights get dim in the church. We'll watch the lights. Amen. I'll tell you how it's happened. This is exactly how it's happened. Let me get this prop right here. Somebody come help me. Somebody come help me. Come here, Alex. Come out here. You stand right there. And hold that. This is the world. And this is the church. And there's a great distance between us, like there should be. There's a noticeable difference between where he is and where I am, like there should be. But what have we seen happen in the last 20 years? Walk that way. The church is, the world's going that way. And the church is saying, we're still the same distance we used to be. There's still just as much distance between us. I mean, look, I'm not like that. The problem is now I'm even further than where the world used to be. I don't want to buy into the lie that just because there's a difference uh, between us uh, that the darkness hasn't crept into them. somewhere you got to make your mind up uh, that where God found me uh, that's where I'm going to stay amen Uh, what I used to believe uh, that's what I'm going to keep on believing Uh, and no matter what anybody else does uh, no matter what the world does uh, no matter what the religious world does uh, I'm going to stay right in the place uh, where God found me amen Amen. I don't want the world uh, to have influence uh, in my walk with God. Uh, Amen. I don't want to follow the path uh, that the world is on. Uh, Amen. It may cause me to be an alien. Uh, It may cause me to be laughed at. uh, But there's got to be somebody with some backbone somewhere uh, that says, you know what? Uh, I'm going to stand for truth. Uh, I'm going to stay in the place uh, of light. Amen. not trying to fit in. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to go along to get along. Amen. I'm different than everybody else. And if you're not different in the climate the world's in, something's wrong with your Holy Ghost. If there's not a marked difference, there's something wrong with your walk with God. Amen. I want there to be something inside him that says, you know what? Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to live in the shadows. I'm not trying to hide out in the shadows and uh, just try to fit in and blend in. You hear me tonight. uh, Amen. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm trying to help you tonight. uh, Amen. I don't want to get lost in the shadows. uh, Amen. That encroach uh, in the church. uh, Amen. I don't want to learn how to have church uh, with the lights out. uh, Amen. I don't want to be like Israel uh, when they lost the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, I wonder what the high priest did on the day of atonement uh, when he went into the holy place uh, to offer the sacrifice uh, and there's no presence of God there and there's no ark there Amen it seems to me They learned how to have church Whether God's here whether he's not here We know how to sing we know how to Shout we know how to respond But where is God In all of this Amen and John said it like this: The condemnation uh, that light is coming to the world, uh, and men love darkness rather than light uh, because their deeds were evil. Uh, amen. I want there to be something inside of me. Uh, this is I don't want to ever get to the place uh, that when I walk in Truthway Church, uh, Amen, that is dimmer than it used to be. Uh, amen, that is a little darker uh, than it used to be. Uh, amen. I want this place uh, of all places uh, this to be a place uh, of light. It's not by accident. Genesis chapter 1. Be seated. Genesis chapter 1. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Amen. It's chaotic. It's a mess. Amen. Anybody relate to that? That's how I was. Life was chaotic. Life was a mess. Is it any wonder the first thing God did? First thing God did. He said, Let there be light. He moved and he said, Let there be light. Because you can't survive in darkness. You're not made to be a creature of the dark, you were not created to be a creature of the night. Come on, you were created to be a creature of the light. Amen. There's something about the light that illuminates me. There's something about the light that when I come into this place, I can see clearly in this house. Amen. When I get to this place, I get better understanding. When I get to this house, I can see what's going on. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. I know where I'm at right now. I'm preaching to somebody. Hey, Amen. There's a lot of confusion going on. But you get to a place of light. You'll get some clarity in your life. You'll get some understanding in your life. You want to find purpose? You don't find purpose in the dark. You get purpose when you're in the place of light. Amen. The Bible says that ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Amen. If every city doesn't know where the apostolic church is, something's wrong. If they don't know where the apostolic church is, amen, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what's going on. If it's a place of light, it ought to be able to be seen from all areas. Amen. There's something different about that place. Amen. While they're groping around in Egypt. Amen. Down in Goshen there's a place with the light zone. Amen. While the Egyptians are groping around saying, I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have an understanding of where I'm at. I don't know what time it is. Amen. Down there in Goshen. Amen. Some Israelites. Amen. They're, they're eating dinner. They're having a good time. The lights are on in the world. It's so dark. But when you walk into this place, my God, amen. I know what time it is. I know what's happening. I know the times. I see what's going on. This is a place of light. Bible says neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel or, or hide it, but they put it on a candlestick. Why? Because it gives light unto all that are in the house. When you come into this place, amen, and you lift up your hands, you're adding some light to this place. When you get out and you do your dance, amen, it's not about your Pentecostal calisthenics. Oh, no, you're adding some lights to this place. When you get here like I know you do for pre-service prayer, the lights may be dim in the natural, but you're cutting the lights on in the spiritual. Can I say it like this? Light doesn't happen without being intentional. Lights don't come on just because I show up. How many are you gonna walk in your house tonight and just walk in and be like, "Oh, well, what you gonna do? You can't walk in." And expect the lights to be on. When you walk in. You lift up your voice. You lift up your hands. You move your feet. When you walk in. You bring a praise. When you walk in. You bring a shout. Why? Because I want the lights to be on. In this house. I want others to see the light. I was preaching a long way from here. We were having church on a Sunday night. It's been many years ago. And uh, we were just having good church and it was good worship. It was a small little building about, I don't know, maybe a third the size of this building. And they had chair or they had pews out maybe 10 foot and they hugged the walls And so you couldn't run the aisles. You had to run the center aisle, singular. And the way they did it, usually the guys would take off, and they'd run, hit the back wall, and they'd do that four or five times, and they'd end up over here. And then the girls would take off, and they'd run, hit the back wall, and they'd end up over there. And the song was still going, the guys would do it again, the girls would do it again. And that's the way they rolled. That's all they could do. That's what they had space for. I was in that church on a Sunday night revival service. Amen. And, and we were there and they were shouting and the, the guys were running and, and, and they didn't have a, a pretty entrance like you have. They had a door that opened from the outside straight into the sanctuary. They had no windows in the sanctuary. And so when the door opened, light comes in. It was before daylight savings time. And the guys are running and the organ's playing and the drums are beating. People are dancing, they're shouting, they're cutting the lights on. And I'm watching as that door opens and a guy walks in and he wasn't like us. And his eyes are a little wide and he is looking around and their, their aisle is about maybe 36 inches. And you got to remember the guys are running up and down the aisle. And he's trying to find a seat. And he's having to. They're running by and he's going. And he's, he's coming up and he gets about right here and the guys are, they're, they're doing crazy. And about that time the girls take off and he's like. And he's in the front and he's looking around like, my God, what have I got into and when I saw him about right here, I noticed tears in his eyes. He didn't know what Pentecost was. He didn't know what apostolic was. It went long before he had his hands in the air. Brother Erskine told me this. He said, if a visitor puts their hands in there, they're going to get the Holy Ghost. It's not long before his tongue's moving in his mouth. I said, I said, I guess better. We asked him, said, Who invited you? How'd you find out about us? And he said, You know, I was walking home. This is a metropolitan area, a lot of foot traffic. He said, I was walking home and I felt like something just told me, he said, You need to go see what's going on in there. He didn't get a truth way card, nobody invited him. I'll tell you what happened. He recognized that this is a place of light. There's something different. In that same service, I I told you I'm not done. In that same service. In that same service. Now the guys are running double time. And the girls have their tambourines. And there's bobby pins on the floor. And there's a pile of shoes right there. And you see that back door open. And a guy walks in. He looks a little better than the first guy. He's got a dress shirt and a tie on. And he walks in. And he's looking. And he just starts making his way. I'm just going to tell you exactly how it happened. Because I was there. And if you don't believe me, you can call the pastor. And he'll tell you the same thing I'm telling you. And he's walking down the aisle like this. And when he hits the third row, his legs buckle. And he never stopped moving. All the way to the altar. And I met him about right here. He said, put your hands in the air. I, Amen. And God I, gives him the Holy Ghost. Now, same question after church. How'd you find out about us? Get this, Mother Chisholm. He said, I'm a lay minister at a church down the road, and we just ended our meeting, and I was on my way home, and I just felt like something telling me, uh, you've got to get in there. What's the difference? There's a bunch of churches, but not every church has the lights on. There's a lot of places you can go, but you can't go everywhere and feel what you feel right here. You can't go to any old building and feel this and experience this. Amen. you can hear good preaching. You can hear pretty singing. But if you want the anointing of God and the favor of God, you better find a place that's got the lights on. I got one old guy in our church. I'll be done in a few moments. I'm not done yet, though. I got one old guy in our church he's got a glass eye he's got 10% vision in another eye he can't see everywhere he goes pretty much he holds his wife's hand and she carries him around and leads him around and he'll just, she wants to go to Walmart and he don't want to go to Walmart and so when he goes, Bishop he takes our church cards with him and he just he just stands there anybody want to come to church with me? Anybody want to go to church with me? I I, I know this. He told me this. In one month, he gave out over 200. I'm going to tell you something, though. I'd love to say every one of them came. I can't think of a single person that's ever come because he gave out church cards. He came to me this past week. He was discouraged. And he said, Pastor, he said, I don't understand. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing everything I know to do. But I had to remind him, I said, You know, last Sunday we had five first time guests. Last Sunday we had people on the altar that nobody handed them a card, that nobody invited them. Nobody picked up the phone and said, to you come join us? One service we had four first time guests, Amen, and I had them in the front. Amen. Last two, two weeks ago on a Sunday night I had a first time guest, and halfway through preaching, she just puts her hands in the air and begins to pray and cry and i'm not against cards believe me i want to give out a whole lot more but i'm gonna tell you the best outreach program cut the lights on amen let the anointing be here let the favor of god be here let the blessings of god be here let this be a place of light you want to know what you can do Amen. If you've got the light, amen, everywhere you go, you can change the environment. Everywhere you go, you can change the atmosphere. Amen. What's different about them? They go to a place of light. Amen. There's something unique about them. They're peculiar. Why? Because they've got light in their life. Amen. Amen. And Peter said it like this. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. In other words, you need to listen to this right here. Take heed to this. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. As a or unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Take heed to this. Be a light that shineth in a dark place. How long until the day dawn? And the day to arise in your hearts. Amen. You want to know what a good starting point is? Just making a commitment. Saying, you know what? Every time I come, I'm going to do my part to make sure the lights are on. Amen. Every time I show up, I'm going to do the best that I can to make sure that this place always stays a place of light. Amen. That the darkness doesn't encroach. That we don't live in the shadows and dwell in darkness. Amen. That every time we get here, we're staying in a place of of light now you can stand musicians come Man. I don't know who it is that controls the lights in this church who controls the lights back there somebody dim those lights for me just dim them down like it was during pre-service dim it down a little more Cut these, cut these off up here somewhere. I don't want to get comfortable. Can we go down some more? Can we cut some more off? Well, I know you don't. I helped you hang those lights right there. I know. I don't want to get comfortable like this. I don't want to get comfortable like this. I don't want to leave the world and come to a church and still not see. I don't want to spend my whole life in darkness only to go to a place and still not see. Well, what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You put your hands in the air. What happens when you put your hands in the air? The lights come up a little bit. Come on, somebody, cut the lights up a little bit. And I lift my voice, and the lights come up a little bit. And I shout, and the lights come up a little bit. Maybe I quit worrying about what somebody else thinks about it, and the lights come on a little bit. And I'll tell you, the biggest need that we've got, amen, I'm I'm established. I'm here. I'm not going nowhere. I promise you. I love this truth. I love this message. But I'm going to tell you something. I want my kids to experience the same light that I've been blessed to know. If God should tear I want my grandkids uh, to experience the same light. Uh, whose responsibility? You can't throw this off on God. If it's going to be a place of light, it's got to be intentional. It's got to be done with purpose. That when I come to this house, I don't just go through the motions. When I step into my church, uh, I'm not just... just 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 ticking it off. I, I went to church today. No. When I walk in, I may have to put some effort in. I may have to put some energy in. I may have to give a little more because maybe somebody else isn't given enough. But I've got to do something because I've got to have a place. Amen. My week needs a place. Amen. Of light. Amen. The job that I work needs a place of light. Amen. My family, it needs a place of light. And I pray to God even in this service tonight. I know it's anniversary. I know we're celebrating. Amen. But I tell you what, uh, I just imagine, I, I don't think I'm wrong, but instead of gifts, I think he would love it a whole lot more if you just fall in love with Jesus. I know you honor the bishop. I know you love the bishop, but you do what want to make his heart happy. Just fall in love with God. Just fall in love with Jesus and make sure that this place always has the light on. Come on, somebody lift your hands and close your eyes right now. Amen. I wish I could have preached better tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. God is in this place. The Holy Ghost is here right now. They're individuals to this place right now. You're feeling the presence of God. And you may be one of the ones I've been preaching about. That you're dabbling in the shadows. Amen. And you're walking around in darkness. Amen. This could be the moment in your life where everything changes. Everything turns around. This could be the moment right here where it makes the difference in your future. And the future of your family. And you get your head on straight. And you get to see clarity. God, cut the light phone in your life. And I know we're a mixed crowd and I know we come from a lot of different places. Amen. Let's just do it like Truthway does it. Why don't we step out of our aisle today? Why don't we step out of the pew today and make our way to this front and lift up our hands and our voice? Amen. And why don't we pray? Amen. And ask that God would cut the light phone in our life, that He keeps